eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as crew and title services. Call 8338580066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Once again, another edition of the Five Star Zone. Evan Jenkins, Rico Beard here. And uh, signing day part two. I guess that's the big story. Wasn't where I was going to go with this, but news came out today. Oak Park. Offensive and defensive lineman Rayshon Benny flips back to Michigan. Uh, a little background on the story. Rayshon Benny was headed to Michigan. Uh, photos of him dressed in Michigan gear from head to toe before the Michigan-Michigan State football game. Michigan State beats Michigan on the field. He flips to Michigan State. Kind of came from out of nowhere. Like, wow, how how'd that happen? So now he's committed to Michigan State, and it looks like he's going to be a part of the, you know, one of the big jewels of the class. Signing day comes, early signing day. He does not sign, which always puts up a red flag. He gave an excuse. I got to be honest with you. This, it was lame. Well, I want to focus on my high school career, and we got to finish games. Like, what does that have to do with you signing? But you know what? This It's one of those you can't win because if you question the kid, you're a bad person. So, dude, whatever. So, uh, they go on an incredible run in the playoffs. They didn't win a game in the season, but because everybody makes the playoffs in football this year in high school, he got healthy because he, he was in a car accident, so he didn't really play during the regular season. He thought the season was canceled, so he went and got surgery. And then a week later, they were like, oh, no, by the way, the season's back on. So now he has to sit out. He starts playing. They start winning. They go on a nice little run. I think they make it to the semifinals before they get put out. 
And then uh, this morning, all of a sudden, the buzz started coming out that because today is a day where you could sign uh, the second day of signing day used to be the original signing day. He signs and he flips back to Michigan. So uh, credit to Michigan because Michigan, one of their biggest weaknesses was defensive line, especially defensive tackles. Looks like they're going to probably pick up him along with uh, another, either one or two more defensive tackles this today. So kudos to Sean Nua, the coach there. Ron Bellamy, the uh, West Bloomfield coach, had a lot to do to get Benny to flip back to Michigan. So this is a good thing for Michigan because that's one of the biggest weaknesses that they have on their team. Their D-line blows. There's really no other, no politically correct way to put that. It blows. I think they know it blows. You got Aiden Hutchinson, and that's it. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. So, well, and you still can't count on freshmen coming in and instantly performing at that position because right. let's be honest, they're not fully to what their body could be, right? Right. And when you're going against offensive linemen in the Big Ten, those kids at this point are usually and 300 also, pounds and six six. See, here's what I find: it's it's not even about physical strength because unless you're that freak. Jadavion Clowney athlete, it's about between your ears and how offensive linemen can bait you into doing dumb things because they know you're a freshman and you're going to try to kill the quarterback, so I'll just make you go wherever I want you to go. That's what a smart old lineman can do. Um, it's also what a smart D lineman can do to a, a rookie or a freshman offensive lineman. Huh, you know, you're stupid. I'm smarter than you. Watch what I do to you. And I'll put moves on you that you probably haven't seen in high school. So Benny headed to Michigan for state fans. Well, I mean, you have the usual lamenting. Oh, I can't believe we lost, and what Mel Tucker can't close. I wouldn't even go this. that route. I'm going to tell you this. I I never counted this one. This one always just smelled funny. This, Evan, the best way to put it, this is the one where it seems like the girl wanted to make her boyfriend jealous, so she started dating you. But you knew good and well you're going to go back to him. So you didn't get deep feelings because you knew this ain't going to last. He goes to Michigan. If you're a state fan, you're upset because, you know, Michigan beats you in the offseason. They always get the recruits that they want. It's, it's like they've cult- done that the last 20 years. Yeah, it's cult like status. They get players there. And, you know, how they're getting. Pl- Getting players this year is truly phenomenal to me just because of all the uncertainty with the coaching staff. that they, they held, Harbaugh held that thing together. I had to give him props for that because I thought it was going to fall apart. It really didn't. They lost a few people, but not as many as I thought, and they actually gained some. Yeah, it makes you wonder what goes in. Like You've told great stories in the past about recruiting, and these are ones that I, I, would, just, I would pay good money to watch the documentary on. Because I, I don't understand, okay? I understand I'm an, a fanatic when it comes to my fandom for Michigan State, right? I'll never get how somebody can decide between these two schools that don't like each other at all to choose one, choose the other, choose the other again. And it just doesn't make sense to me. And that's why I would like to see what goes into that mindset. Because you would think if you chose Michigan, right away your mindset is F Michigan State, right. screw Ohio State. They're nothing to me. And then when you go to them and you're at Michigan, aren't you like, screw him. If he wants to go there, then let him go. But you then think you push so? even harder. And so I wonder if, and this is me just spitballing, do they promise these kids playing time? Is that how a they kept of, it all together? I mean, a lot of times it is. And, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of times it's they promise you playing time or or, or other things, and that's what happens. So, he was probably, hey, we, you can come in and look at our D-line. It, it sucks, and you can play right away. Because that was one of the things that Michigan State was selling. Hey, you, know, you can come in right away. For him, we'll have to wait and see. Now, <laughs> history says, history says, not me. This ain't Rico Beard. This is history. History says this probably won't work out. When you have that player, as you say, that kind of flips back and forth like that, they don't finish their career at that school. When you have the player who, you know, can't decide what I want to go here, I want to go there, the second adversity hits, and especially now, they're in the portal. They're gone. 
they finish up their career somewhere else. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, probably the biggest example of this was one wide receiver from Grand Rapids Christian, Mr. Drizzy Get Busy, Drake Harris. Yeah, remember that name, Drake <laughs> oh, yeah. Harris? Oh, yeah. Drake was going to be a two-sport star. He was going to play football and basketball at state. He missed the state, and all of a sudden, yeah, best players in Michigan go to Michigan, which that is the kiss of death statement. Whenever any kid that tweets that out, I laugh, I save it, and say, yep, transfer portal. And sure enough, nine times out of nine times, they're in the transfer portal. Drake Harris does the big thing, flips to Michigan. Ha, ha, ha. We got Drake Harris. Look at what you got. Um, Yeah, MSU ended up with uh, a bunch of trophies, and Michigan ended up with nothing. Drake Harris did not finish his career at Michigan and was relatively a flop. I think that's a safe Assumptions? Yeah, I think he went to Western Michigan and played there. Or one of the directional he got injured. schools in the state. He got injured. He was horrible. No career whatsoever. That's Done. also part of the problem with all these, with the recruiting websites and grown men going crazy over 18-year-old kids. Crazy, Evan. You know what I mean? And so I try to look at it, and I understand that college sports, professional sports, aren't the same job is like you and I have, right? But I try to look at it as a manager or a boss of a company, right? And you uh, you have an employee come in, which essentially these recruits are. They're employees, let's be honest. And they come in and they're like, well, you know, kind of have this other job offer and I took it, but I guess I'll take yours. And then, well, you know what? I don't like what you're doing. And I feel as a boss or somebody in control, you don't want somebody like that on your staff. But I understand there's hard decisions to be made, but I don't think it's that hard when it comes down to what you want to do for four years, right? It's not. It should be one of those, if you're in, you're in. If you're right. still waffling. I mean, this is one of those, if I'm the coach, you know, honestly, if I'm talking, like, dude, are you signing? Well, you know what? That's not an answer. Why don't you just go ahead? And, and that's my yourself. point. Like, I want kids that want to be here. You need Michigan State, or you need Michigan. And sometimes I feel Michigan gets the kids that don't necessarily need them. What I need by need, that they are going to use their education to make themselves a better person. Nope. Here's the thing. Um, Yeah, you you always want people who are there because, let's face it, with the transfer portal, (laughs) things go south, you jump in the portal, now you don't even have to sit out. And... Yeah, we'll wait to see if uh, if Benny makes it all the way through to Michigan, or if he ends up in the portal. I, you know, <clears throat> if, I, I remember plenty of there's a couple of ex- other examples of guys who were supposedly going to go to state and leaning to state. Michigan swooped in at the last minute, stole them from state, won the recruiting war over them. They didn't amount to anything. From Alex Malzone, quarterback, remember him? Yeah, brother <laughs> Rice. Yeah, Alex Malzone. Uh, there was a couple guys in the 2017 class. Deron Irving Bay, Flint, was headed. He was headed to um, he was headed to state, and Harbaugh jumps in, gets him to go to Michigan. That career fizzled out. I think he just didn't want him to go to state. As you said, he didn't need him. He just was like, I just don't want you to go there. Same was true with uh, James Hudson. Defensive lineman out of Toledo, got him to leave state alone and go to Michigan. And that was the one that you remember. He ended up transferring to Cincinnati, and Harbaugh tried to block that. Yeah, I, I just – It happens. I, I, but, and part of me loves it, and but the majority of me hates everything about recruiting because I, I just think you're putting, like, unnecessary pressure on young men that have never done it at that level. Yeah, don't feel too sorry for them because a lot of these young men bring it upon themselves. A lot sure. of these young men draw the attention. Now, as I tell them, when you ask for the smoke, you're going to get it. You're going to get the smoke. And probably worse so, than you could ever imagine. So when you do things bad, you get arrested or you transfer out or you suck on the team, you can't cry the whole, I'm a kid. Why are you picking on me because I'm a kid? Because you're asking for all the smoke. So... With a lot of these kids, it's look at me, look at me, look what I'm doing, look what I'm doing. I'm on social media. I got these. I got this. Look at this hat. Am I going to put this hat on? Am I going to put that hat on? That's what happens. 
And I say, look, at that point, you're now fair game. If you would have went through this thing quietly, something happens, oh, well. But when you draw attention to yourself. Everybody's looking for you to mess up. And you mess up, you can't hit me with the, I can't believe you're picking on a kid. Yeah, that's not a kid. Yeah, and I, I don't think you're kids once you go into big boy business like that. And that's exactly what it is. And we've talked about this before as well. The business is going to change because they're going to start getting paid. And so it's going to become even a bigger big boy business, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not rooting against Rayshon Benny, and I'm not rooting against any kid that goes to Michigan other than when they play on the field. Right. But I want them to all succeed. You know, right. I met Ben Bredesen, and I wanted to dislike the kid so bad, and we played a round of golf, and I liked him because he was genuine. I knew what he was going to school for. He shot me straight with everything he thought. Yeah. And so I don't root against a kid as as a man, as a person. I want them to succeed because I would have loved to have that. Evan, are you kidding me? Everybody hates. They think, oh, you must hate this kid. I'm with you. Derek Walton, and to this day him, is me and his father talk all the time. I see Derek Walton. We're sitting there laughing and talking. It's like. Yeah, like I, I'll joke like you know you should you went to the wrong school right you know you went to the wrong school but I mean we you don't hate all the kids you want to ha- them to have success and for Rayshon Benny that's fine now I'll simply say this now if you're a Michigan State fan you're sitting around all bummed out I wouldn't be I can tell you this one I never saw this thing actually coming to fruition two talk personally talking to to Mel Tucker Mel Tucker looks at the transfer portal the way NFL teams look at free agency. Which is great. That's his focus because he sees the portal as I can find instantly how to fix this team. I can see, you know what, if I get this person, get this person, get this person, they've already kind of been tested. So, okay, I have tape on them at a collegiate level, and this is what they can do. Let's get that person. When you take in a recruit, you know, it's a learning process. It's it's really rare that you get the guy who can come in and instantly just dominate a class and just, you know, put his footprint on a program. So, yeah, he, he puts a lot of effort into the transfer portal. And I got a feeling missing out on Benny, he won't waste any time crying tears. He's going to have that spot filled up going into the portal, finding somebody that fits his system. And trying to build on next year already. There won't be no crying and lamenting, oh, my God, we lost him. He's going to move on. Bottom line, Evan, when it comes to recruiting in the Big Ten, and I've said this before and people get angry at me, I ask myself, can this kid help you beat Ohio State? If the answer is no, then no. It's, I think the last recruiting loss that I saw Michigan State had was not even in football. Football, I think, I mean, you never know. You, you, I mean, when you look at who's in the Super Bowl, there's so many two- and three-star players playing in the Super Bowl right now. You know I mean, who one of the highest recruited players out of high school in this year's Super Bowl is? Fournette. He's one. You know who else? One of the highest-rated people. Wasn't Mahomes. Wasn't Brady. Mm-mm. Not Antonio Brown. Mm-mm. Not Mike Evans. Will Ghoston. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Will Ghoston. Five-star recruit, Michigan State. But when you think Tampa defense, I mean, he's had a good, decent gear. He's yeah, a de- you, you but, think JPP and you think right. uh, David. and it, it, it tells me that these things are fleeting. They're coming out of high school, but your career is not over yet. You're still developing. No, the the one kid was actually in basketball was still Jabari Parker. That was one where you said, can this kid help you win a title? Yes. Yes. And that year, had he played on that team, I still believe they would have won a title. They got to the Elite Eight. They lost to UConn. He lost in his first game. That Duke lost their first game that year in the tournament, I think, to Belmont or something like that, somebody like that. Yeah. Other than that, losing a – Losing a recruit, if you're a state fan, like I said, I wouldn't sit there and I wouldn't be all bummed out and upset. because. Well, I mean, just go look at Texas. They lost their number one recruit to Ohio State as a quarterback for next yeah. year or two years from now. And it, it just it happens everywhere. And I think Mel Tucker is the kind of coach right now that he wants dudes that want to be there. Right. 100%. If right. you have 
anything in your mind that maybe you're flirting with Penn State or maybe you go do it. But if this is the school for you, then commit. And you know what I mean? It's just you want somebody that wants you. And right now, Mel Tucker can't take chances. And that's exactly what you've talked about before with he's going to get rid of the guys that aren't there for him. Right. right? And aren't there for Michigan State. Now, they might have been there for them and Michigan State for Mark D'Antonio, but let's be honest, Mel Tucker's a different coach well, than Mark is, D'Antonio. And I mean, here's the other thing. This tells me that had Benny gone to Michigan State and something went wrong, he was in the portal next year. Instantly. So, yeah, good luck at Michigan. Hopefully he does well, but we'll see what happens. Is this one that you're going to be like, oh, my God. Hey, you know what? Congratulations. You're a Michigan fan. You finally beat State in football. Because you didn't do it on the field. You beat him on the, you know, you got him and, and that wide receiver out of East Lansing and who, Andrew Anthony. And I always oh, got the number one from Michigan. <laughs> put it this way all the way up to pros and Kenny Galladay. I just, wide receivers are a dime a dozen position. I do not, I don't invest in them. Oh, they, they are because there's fast dudes on every D1 team I mean, in the do, nation. Yeah, do you know who the number one receiver going into Alabama's wide receiver room before the season? It wasn't, wasn't Smith. Wasn't Devontae Smith. He was number four. Dude won the Heisman. So, wide receiver, that's something totally different. I mean, go look at Marvin Hall with the Lions, for example. You didn't know anything about the guy, and then he goes out there and runs streaks and scores touchdowns. So, And you're right, like... B.J. Cunningham wasn't a gigantic recruit, or who's the guy before him? He wore number five, scored a ton of touchdowns with Hoyer. Devin Thomas. Yes. Not highly recruited, but made himself into the NFL, right? Yeah. Well, he or can't, or yeah, Benny he Fowler. Like, you watch Benny Fowler, and it wasn't until his senior year you're like, okay. Or even Lippitt, you know what I mean? And those are guys, with like, you're right, with receivers, they take time to develop. You don't see very often, unless you're Michael Crabtree, that you come in as a freshman and, and you start – as a star on your college right. football team. So, yeah, so now you're going to end up with, you know, state fans, which I've often said the one of the most insecure fan bases out there. Oh, 100%. Oh, you know, it's going to be this whole Mel Tucker thing. and They've forgotten the fact that Mel Tucker's already beaten Harbaugh on the field with air quotes. Uh, uh, what, is, what was it called? Um, underwhelming, insufficient type players. Yeah. He got it done with a quarterback who ain't there anymore. So I would not worry about this for Michigan as a state. They're going to grab, I think, two or three defensive tackles, a position of need for big them. time. So this is a good get for Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. I think it's great for him to to get a kid that flipped your rival to come back. I think yeah. it's huge. But bottom line, it's was he going to help you get over the top with Ohio State? I don't think he helps either team get over the top with Ohio State. They just don't because I think Ohio State went out and got, like, the number one player on defense. I'm sure they did. If not one, it was two and three. Right. right? So Ohio State is clearly still better than everybody else. But, I mean, you know, you win, you feel good about it, you can brag to your friends at work. We'll see what happens. Kid hits the transfer portal, then, you know, we can't say anything about it, but just sit back and say, well, I kind of told you. We'll tell you to go back and listen to this episode. Right. (laughs) That that was going to happen, so. That was the big news. Also, you know what? I, I guess for Michigan State fans, I, I can't leave out their good news. Michigan got Sean Benny. Michigan State, well, they landed an interesting recruit because he's a two-sport athlete. He's a guy, Keon Coleman from Opelousa Catholic High School in Louisiana. 6'4", wide receiver, and he corrected me. I thought he was a shooting guard, small forward. He tweeted me back and said, nah, bruh, I'm a point guard, shooting guard. He wasn't having that at all. I love seeing his <laughs> response. He's like, nah, bruh. Nah, bruh, I'm, I'm, I'm a point guard. He dropped like 60 points on the basketball court. He averages 30 a game. Right. He In football, I believe he had 33 catches last season. 27 were for touchdowns. That's just, just to put things interesting. For Michigan State at the wide receiver spot, he's the only wide receiver that they brought into the class. And how is this going to work before you start inundating me with tweets? He's on a football scholarship. He's a walk-on for the basketball team, meaning he has to play football first before he can play basketball. you got to play your sport that you get the scholarship in. But Mel Tucker, Tom Izzo, tag team to recruit this kid. They told him 
You can play both. We're not no shenanigans. When football season is over, we, you can go over to the basketball side. Michigan State's done this with Lorenzo Guest. They did this with Matt Trannon. They've done this before. Deion Sims. Yeah, multiple times. So they the proof is in the pudding. Right. They're not lying to the kid. Right. One hundred percent. You'll so, yeah, play both if you want to put in the work. You can play both. He and I think that was the selling point that he wanted to play both. Now I know right now the football and basketball team not well, but when things get back to normal, I think that you're going to have a football team that's in the top 25, and you'll have a basketball team that'll probably stay in the top 10. And I feel like Izzo wants a kid like that on his team for toughness. He yeah. loves it, right? Just yeah. having a football player that's going to go right from the football field and come right over to basketball. So, And it's free money. I mean, basically, think about this team right now. You couldn't use another point guard out there? And he will be joining the team in progress, meaning – his legs will be a little fresher. I mean, I'm sure they'll give him a couple of weeks off of football. Oh, and it's different conditioning, too. Right. Let's be honest. But, yeah, you know, so Keon Coleman, he committed to Michigan State later on uh, today. But, yeah, it's a two-sport athlete, wide receiver. He's the only one in the class. Uh, Mel Tucker talked about him in the press conference. And there was something else that Tucker said that I, I think people should really take note about. I know a lot of Spartan fans are upset saying, oh, my God, what's wrong with this recruiting class? Because you see, you know, Ohio State, number one, Michigan's number two. Mel Tucker is kind of going the route of, yeah, recruits are all fine and well, but I'm, I'm going to hit the transfer portal because I don't like half my team. Now, he didn't say that, but that's just his actions. Well, he said he was going to be looking for transfers all the way up until the season starts. He says he's already brought in, I think, seven or eight transfers. He's looking to bring in up to nine more. So that's. If you add up those numbers, you're probably looking at about 20% of his team, guys who transferred in. And guys who have already done their, been there and done it within right. NCAA Division I football. And that's just it. It's, it's free agency. You go out and you can address a need right here, right now. With a recruit, yeah, you got to teach them stuff. They got to learn stuff. They got to learn the system. They got to learn how it takes to play Division I football. And you still kind of have to hope with these kids, too. Right. Now – you get the transfer, and it's not to say that every transfer works out because they don't. Not at all, but their body of work is out there at least. You bring in that many guys. I mean, look at Rutgers last year. Rutgers football, nine transfers, on, I think it was on the defense. Yeah. Michigan State had no answer for that game one. These guys, they, they look like men versus boys out there. The, the transfer portal allows you to go – and it's, it's college version of free agents. You can address the needs instantly. And I like what he's doing, too, because he's not selling himself short. You know, he got the first running back and then went and got another one. Right. Where if there was one position where you're like, they might be okay at, it's running back, right? But he's not He's not set no, no, on that. Let, let me just stop you. They weren't okay at running. <laughs> okay? They needed the two guys that they got coming in. They, they, they did. It, it, it was, God, I mean. Yeah, between Joyner and Walker, those two guys, Joyner coming from Auburn, Walker coming from Wake Forest. Walker is the guy that he really is in love with. says he's already hit the weight room hard. He's one of the hardest-working people in there. Walker, I think, will be the bell cow of getting the most of the carries. What's that mean for the other guys on there? You know what, honestly – the running game wasn't that good last year. Let's just call it spade a spade. No, it it was bad. It, it mean, really you, was. Other we, than Jordan Simmons on a couple of runs. Evan, when you got to run a trick play to get one or two yards, that means you have no run game. Uh, receiver is probably the one thing that they don't have, and that's why they added one. They may add another another wide receiver through the transfer portal. Uh, he still expects at the end of the spring and spring practices that there are going to be more guys who transfer out. That's how he's going to be able to add new guys in. Uh, he he didn't talk about Harold Joyner in the press conference. The reason being, in case you're wondering, well, how come he didn't? I guess Joyner hasn't – I guess he's going to come to school in the summer. So he can't talk about the kid until the kid actually gets on campus. Oh, is he kind of doing like a Dylan McCaffrey and finishing out at Auburn? Or He could be, yeah, yeah, where he finishes out and then he leaves. And now you could talk about him. But right now they can't, but he's still going to be there. Getting nine transfers to go along with the other uh, eight that you brought in, I, I got a good feeling. I mean, especially you look at the size. He's going out, he's getting offensive linemen, he's getting defensive linemen. So I'm assuming 
of the nine, if he does bring in nine, you're probably going to see seven on the defensive side and maybe two more O-linemen. He's going after big boys. The the days of the small, under 300-pound tackles under D'Antonio, over. Good. If you looked at the size of his class, they didn't have a ton of stars, but they had a size. You're looking at six, 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 seven, six, five. And that's something you can't teach, period. Right. You can't teach being a tank. And plus 300 pounds. And, and for those who are like, yeah, but you got to get top recruits, Wisconsin, Iowa. That's all I got to say. Those two teams put people in the league. Oh, yeah. They, they breed offensive linemen there. Can't recall the last five star old lineman that Iowa, Wisconsin landed, but yeah, they just know what they're doing. Exactly. And also, I don't I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I talked about the waffling of of Rashawn Benny. And now Keon Coleman also kind of did the same thing. Oh, he waffled. He oh, my had, God. He, he waffled. He waffled. You might as well pour syrup on him. Yeah. And so kids always make me nervous, but you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Exactly with Benny and, and same with him. Right. Because here's the thing, especially being far away, you could see him in the transfer portal in a couple of years. Because Absolutely. He's from Louisiana. Cold weather, not really liking this. It took him forever. He had committed to Kansas, but then he decommitted a while ago. I mean, he and had then, offers from all the top schools. but And then he was like, well, maybe I'm going to go here, maybe I'm going to go. He's a kid had just that, that fell in love with the system and fell in love with the attention. Now, <laughs> I have to ask this question. Do you ever have a problem when these kids commit and they're like, I'm committing to the University of Michigan State? No, I always laugh because you know what? Those those kids are never in-state kids. I know, exactly. So, But when I see it, I'm like, oh. Yeah, because I, I remember because I got, I got tipped off because it was a big thing. Like, wait, what? Because, you know, all the crystal balls came out saying he was going to Tulane, yep. which means he basically just snow-jobbed everybody. He was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to hometown school in Tulane because he's from Louisiana. Everybody, oh, he's going to Tulane, Tulane, Tulane. And then I got the tip like – Bro, you, you, yeah, he's coming, and you probably want to watch the Instagram thing, and yeah, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to the university, and then if you're watching it, you could already see because the people in the back had on green, yeah. So, um, and also, if you notice, it's I some, mean, that's two lanes colors, but yeah, I knew it was state. We've talked about this in the past about the lime green. You notice the hat he put yes, on? Uh, I did because I know. All the old farts hate, oh, this lime green. It's green and white. It's in the song. Yep. White for the only colors. Yeah, he put on the green hat with the lime green Spartan. He could have chose any hat. He could have chose a white hat, a black hat, gray hat. Anything. He chose the green Spartan hat with the lime green logo. The kids like that stuff, man. And as much as we, oh, it, it sucks, we... Dude, they like it. I don't understand why people act like this is life choice. Like, uh, I can never root. Then go root someplace else. Exactly. I've never, I mean, you root for the name. You're not rooting for the uniform or anything like that. And if the kids like it, so be it. Yeah, here's the thing. Well, tradition. Alabama has tradition. Sure, they we're also, not going to change that. You know how you get tradition? You win titles. Mm-hmm. Then you get tradition. That's it. If you don't have tradition, you need something. And if Michigan State stumbled upon something, fine. Well, look the, at Oregon. They right. get recruits based on being right outside Nike, right? Look at I look at Ohio State. Yeah. Ohio State wears the black unis, the black helmets. And Mr. Helmets. LeBron James gives them shoes. Right. And, yep. It's fun. It's cool. You don't think Michigan's brand went up when Jordan said, well, you can get the Jordan brand stuff. Instantly. Right. Instantly. So, well, you, it's got to be the same. Dude, grow up. Okay. And, and Life I, goes on. As much as I hate it, being a huge Michael Jordan fan, and then he uttered those two silly little words, I knew what it was going to do for their brand because, A, they were number one. You know, now we've seen Florida and Oklahoma and other schools jump on it, but they started a trend, and for any kid that maybe they didn't know anything about Michigan, maybe, you know, they live down south or whatever, but then they see that Jumpman logo, they're like, okay, I'll listen. Yeah. Because... People it's, care about gear. They it's do. A, it's about branding. Yep. Yeah. He when he put on that cap, I was like, wow. Oh, okay. So, uh, hopefully, I've been trying to see if we can get him on the show. Maybe we could try and lock him up for next week sometime. But uh, so yeah, that that was the the good news for Spartan fans. You lost out on Rayshon Benny, but you gained Keon Coleman, and you also gained he's going to play football and he's going to play basketball. So. 
The talent level in basketball in Louisiana, don't think it's that great. But anytime you get a wide receiver from LSU, SEC territory, okay, I'll take that person. Every time, every day of the week, and twice on Sunday. He's an athlete. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. So. Also, I guess uh, in, in the basketball world, Maybe you saw a turning of the page. Uh, you know, I I told you yesterday that Evan, in a, in a private conversation, you know, like, oh, Iowa's going to kill them. Like, no, I don't think Iowa's going to kill them. That's that's always a close game. I mean, you called it to a T. Exactly what happened. And right, nobody was going to believe me because it's like, oh, he's, of course you're going to say that. But just knowing the history between those two teams, if you're a state fan, the good news is you had a lot of guys see balls go into the basket that they shot, and you got to hope that that confidence lingers on. Iowa's a good get-right team, and I know you're probably thinking, are you kidding me? Iowa's one of the top teams in the nation. Yeah, Iowa doesn't play any defense. And so, that was evident with the score last night. Iowa doesn't play defense. If you took the over, you made money. If you took state uh, in the points, you made money with the new gambling stuff. Um, but – now you get Nebraska coming in, a game that they should win. If they can get the confidence back. Now, for them to make the tournament, for MSU to make the tournament, you got, you're got you at the slim stage. You're not at the none, but you're at the slim stage. You're at the – you got to go on almost a damn near miraculous run or else this thing is over. I laugh because there's the top four teams – who top four programs with streaks? Kansas is number one, followed by, I think Duke, Carolina, no, no, it's, it's uh, Carolina, Kentucky, no, Carolina, Duke, and Michigan State. Carolina, Duke, and Michigan State, right now outside looking in. I know it's all snapped in one. Along year. and throw Kentucky in there. Yeah. I mean, basically, your Champions Classic, if you substitute Kansas and put in North Carolina, the Champions Classic, not making the tournament this year. Well, and it's funny, too. Going from watching the Michigan State-Iowa game, I don't know if you flipped over to Baylor and Texas, that's two different brands of basketball. I couldn't. Baylor looks unbelievable. That's the first time I've really sat down and watched them. And, wow, that's a complete team. But when we talk about Michigan State, it was good to see – Langford get his shot early on. Seemed like he was kind of forcing a little bit in the second half. Uh, That wasn't the guy I wanted to take the final shot at the end of the game. No, not at all, because he had gone cold in the second half. And listen, I I like that he wants to take the Rip Hamilton approach with stepping inside that three-point line and taking that shot. It wasn't falling. Would Aaron Henry have been better in that position? I don't know, but he played himself one hell of a game. I thought Kithier played a very, very good game. But as Izzo said after the game, there were some calls that were just I don't know, it was some, touchy. It was, and, I was, and I'm not blaming dude, the refs. Some, because the refs don't beat you, but, man, they, they didn't can help slow you down momentum. And well, when, a lot of the calls was like, wait, he didn't touch him. And, and I think it was a Hauser call. Like I must have saw, what, 10 and 1s last night, and there's nothing that irritates me more as a fan than watching an and 1. Right, just if you're gonna foul, foul. Right, like don't slap him or anything like that. Go for the ball. Don't well, be crazy with it and get a flagrant. In the Rashid Wallace uh, ball, don't lie. They missed a lot of free throws. They did. So, you know, especially Garza, who's seventy five percent from the line, and he started one for five. Yeah, had Iowa lost, they were gonna blame it on man. They left about fourteen to sixteen points at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's you got to hope now that they can. They're going to have to go on a run. They're going to have to beat. They're almost got to go on like a, a four, five, six-game winning streak. Absolutely, and they have the teams coming up that to that get, can help them. Exactly. They get Iowa again. They got Ohio State coming up. They got, got Purdue. Michigan potentially twice. They could have Michigan twice. So and I, I want to say, do they get Illinois as well? They have to because they haven't played them once this year. I don't think they have, so. That's what you got to hope for. So the teams that are ranked are there, and you just got to hope. I think confidence is a big thing with that Spartan team right now, and they got it early on with hitting their shots, and then you saw Rocket come in. He made early shots. He was making his floater again. He was even making his floater from the free throw line, and 
you know, it got me excited, but I still never believed that they were going to win that game. Yeah. And and I mean, here's the thing: I hate Garza, but he's a beast, man. He is a beast. Um, but I thought that they could, if if Langford hits the shot and it makes it eighty to eighty. Now Iowa gets the final shot, and maybe this thing goes to overtime. Well, they played great defense against Garza down the stretch. I mean, Bingham came in. Well, I was about to say, when Bingham fouled out, that's when I said, eh, he probably lost that shot. He scored no points, but, man, on the defensive side, phenomenal. But State has now uh, Nebraska Saturday, Penn State. They get Iowa again at home, at Purdue, at Indiana, and Ohio State. To be honest with you, Evan, if they have any shot, they have to beat Nebraska. They have to beat Penn State. And between Iowa, Purdue, Indiana, and Ohio State, I think you need they got to win three of those four games. That's what I was going to say. And preferably beating Iowa. You beat Iowa, that's a feather in your cap. You beat Ohio State, that's a feather in your cap. Ohio State's good. Your only good win is not a good win. Your only good win is over a team that's not going to the tournament. That's Duke by name only. And but. Ohio State, I think, is the team out of the Big Ten that's really going to give the most fits. That little is so good, and he just plays. He plays an old man style of basketball, but he does it so well. Yeah. I mean, he is legit. And then else, they got the uh, another Indiana game and another Illinois game that got postponed. So that's why they haven't played Illinois yet. It was postponed. They took Indiana to overtime last night. I guess I'm, I'm assuming Io DeSumo fouled out or didn't because he wasn't in for the final seconds of regulation. Yeah, and that doesn't happen. Because I'm like, why is this freshman holding <laughs> the rock? Where's Io? So I'm assuming and he didn't play at all in the overtime, so I'm assuming that he fouled out. But, yeah, they, it's, they're to the slim stage now. where They have to win probably five out of the next six games to get themselves back into into contention. Other than that, they got to go to the Big Ten tournament and run the table. And hopefully there is a Big Ten tournament. You never want to do that. Now, I, I still think that teams like Iowa and like Michigan's on hiatus, if I was Iowa and Michigan and Ohio State, I'm opting out of the tournament. I don't need it this year. Oh, the Big Ten tournament. Big Ten saying. tournament. I would opt out. No I don't chance. need it. Um, It could only get my players injured or sick. Sick. So, yeah, why – I, if you're Michigan and you come back and you got a one seed locked up, I mean, worse that you'll get is a two seed. Okay. Yeah. Who? So be I, it. I'm tapping out. Even if it's a three seed, let's be honest. It, it doesn't. Well, here's the funny thing about that. <clears throat> For Michigan, it looked horrible. Oh, they hit the two-week pause and, oh, we're rolling. It was actually a good thing for them. Now, we'll see what happens when they hit the court again. But since they went down – their lead has increased. I know. Because they didn't play. So they now have a two-game lead over Iowa. Yeah, just by simply not playing. Using that same philosophy, it may be the same. We don't need the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, and you, you also got to think, too, it, it just made me think about how Michigan's going to have a lot of games packed in towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Fatigue could be a factor, especially when you haven't played for three weeks and you need your legs under you. Well, and then you got to go play, what, maybe three games in three days? Yeah, that was the thing that uh, Izzo had talked about last night. He was, uh, yeah, they like Langford and those guys, their legs weren't there. Because playing Iowa, no defense, you're running up and down the court. He was like, we had been off for two weeks and you just didn't see the shot. He was like, Foster Lawyer in the corner normally hits that shot. And he was tired, you could tell. Right. He was wide open. Legs and, got there. I wanted to ask you, you think he's been told he can shoot a little bit more? I think he's always been told he can shoot more. I think it was more of a confidence thing. Izzo doesn't care. I didn't mind the shots that he took last night. I think he took maybe five threes, yeah, Izzo, and I didn't mind them. Izzo doesn't care if you shoot the ball. His biggest thing is you got to get back to defend. If you, Unless you take a shot, because uh, I remember it was one game he yelled at somebody like, I want to say it was A.J. Hoggard, and you could clearly hear him saying, there's 30 effing seconds on the shot clock. Why are you shooting that? He doesn't mind as long as it's a good shot. Right, but he just brought it up to court and he was like, no, son, you don't shoot that shot as a true freshman. He's kind of coming back to earth as a true freshman. Well, your tape is out on him, so you can kind of see what he's doing. But no, shooting the ball, he doesn't mind if you shoot it. It's like you can't give up, you can't not defend. That's the thing. And and I think... You know, people want to bag on Foster, and maybe he's undersized. But he's playing pretty well. 
Foster Lawyer. He's just in a. He shouldn't have to play that many minutes. Stabilizes the offense. Yeah, you well, should have before. Because people are like, oh my God, he. why is he playing? This is such a waste of scholarship. I was like, guys, a lot of times when he comes on the floor, he hits a big basket, and he's almost like that, hey, calm down. We're not out of this thing yet. Because everybody else is just jacking and missing shots. So the thing about Foster, Foster knows his role. Yes. And that's a beautiful thing. He knows. I'm never going to be the man at Michigan State. But you know what I can be? I can be the best guy coming off the bench. I can be the backup point guard. I can be whatever factor you need me to be. And that's what he is. And people are upset because he wasn't this one-and-done player. But this is one of the – he was never going to be that one-and-done player. Well, he was Mr. Basketball. Yeah, the state of Michigan basketball sucks. Yeah, and also Michigan State, when they've succeeded, it's not because of one-and-dones. It's because right. of kids that are there for four years. I mean, look at any of their final four teams. There's seniors across that team. If you if you think about the stat with Izzo, I mean, how many year or classes did he go that if you stayed all four years, you made it to a final four? You right. know what I mean? Like, and, and that's – I'm not saying Foster Lawyer is leading Michigan State to a final four, so don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. I think he's a very, very no. solid player – but he's just forced to do more than what he's capable of. Foster is the scapegoat. Foster is the, oh, well, this is bad because we don't have this guy. And it's, I, I've been saying it all along because people, oh, well, you know, he's, he's don't get anybody from Clarkson because he and Kithier. I'm like, once again, I know what I get when those two are in the game. Kithier, Kithier played great last Kithier night. Kithier is not the most athletic person, but Kith, if, if the Spartans had – the, the the tenacity and will that Kithier gives for every moment he's in the game, they would be a better team. He puts it all on the court. Yeah, he probably wouldn't play at Kentucky. No. But this ain't Kentucky. So you need those types of role players, but it's difficult. So do you think they make the tournament? Um... I would simply say that this that's a question that you can ask me next week. I don't have a better. Okay. <clears throat> if they don't beat Nebraska and they don't beat Penn State. Well, no, that's out. Yeah. Then they're done. <laughs> but then you got Iowa, you got Purdue, you got Indiana, you got Ohio State, and you got Michigan possibly at least once, maybe twice. It's you get some of those games that may be enough to to get to squeak you in because you do have the reputation. I mean, Lord knows if you're listening to the broadcast, they were campaigning for Michigan State to make the tournament. Oh yeah. So this is one where, you know, if you're an opposing team, you're like, oh my God, they're in love with Michigan State. Yeah, the announcers have been in love with Michigan State, saying this team needs to be in the tournament type of thing. Uh, I mean, it's no different than watching a Michigan football game and they get to go to the better bowl because yeah, so, name alone. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Ask me next week, and I will have a better answer for you. Let's see if the shots keep going. So what you got for me, man? So it, it's kind of interesting, and the reason I ask this is because I'm a big uniform guy, right? And so I – do you like Michigan State with Nike more than you did with Reebok? And here's the reason I ask that. Michigan State won their national title wearing all Reebok stuff, right? Those uniforms were all Reebok. I used to really like the football uniforms. They had the stripes on the shoulders like Charles Rogers would wear. Um, what do you like better? Do you think the uniforms have gotten better since they transitioned away from Reebok? And that was like 2000, so it's we're talking 20 years now. Charles Rogers' jerseys were Nike. Were they? Yeah. They had just switched over to Nike in okay. 2000. Okay. Uh, the contract ended <clears throat> right the day after the NCAA tournament, the contract ended because uh, State was warming up in Nike gear at the Final Four, and, and Reebok representatives hit the roof. Really? And made them go change. Oh, I wish I could see video of that. That's they, awesome. Yeah, they were they were out there because they were like they were rocking all their Nike stuff. They had got Nike swag early, so they were like taking pictures and signing autographs. I'd be pissed if I were Reebok too. And you know, you know how they do for like the Final Four practice and all. Oh, 100%. They, they practice in their new Nike gear, and Reebok was not having. They're like, "You have, you're still under contract with us. Take that stuff off." So, uh, nah. I mean, I, I think probably I, I've like I like the Nike stuff better. Um, basketball, 
some of the uniforms I haven't cared for. I like those green ones that they wore last night. I think they're sharp. The black ones that they had. Uh, and they keep losing them like really bad. You know who I thought was real sharp was the Iowa uniform last night. You know what it reminded me of was an old 90s high school basketball with just the stripe on one side or maybe even like the Pacers, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then empty on the other. I thought those were really sharp uniforms that they added black to them around the trim. I thought so, those were cool. But, yeah, it, it, the basketball uniforms, they've constantly gotten different things. Uh, I still – my favorite is still the MAC I know. I, I love the shorts. I don't like the uni, but I, I like love the, the shorts. M- the MAC is, is my favorite, not the Magic, the state with Magic on I like that one, but. Man, I still, that, I love those neon green, those black and neon green, man. Yeah. Those are the ones. Now, I mean, for football, I, I think you're going to see a change. I, I know you keep teasing. I can't wait to see. For football, uh, they're going back into the laboratory with Nike to come up with some gear, some swag. Uh, I think Tucker realizes know this is a way to maybe seem hip with the kids let's go out and get some type of some things let's go out and get some some better looking jerseys I do think you're gonna finally see that black jersey in football that everybody's been asking for just without the neon green state across the front I don't know yeah yeah not I don't think it's gonna be not the that big one. Right. state I think they're gonna do because I think those uniforms are nice except for the huge font that was the one thing that threw it off for me yeah it wasn't even their font no, that, that's what I'm saying. It was it. just blah. So, I, But I think that is – I don't think D'Antonio really cared about that. No, and stuff. at the end of the day, it was it's whatever those 17-year-old right, kids it was, it was right. It was just like your wife picked that out for you like, oh, oh okay, I'll, I'll, I'll wear that, I guess. It looks good. Yeah, it looks good. 100%. Some football <clears throat> coaches – I mean, Jim Harbaugh's the same way. You know, you dress that way so you don't have to decide in the morning. Right. right? So, but I think Tucker's one of those, nah, I got to look good and I need my team looking good, so – Let's go to the store. Let's pick out our own stuff. So I'm excited. You'll see. We'll have to see what happens. So, All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. For Evan Jenkins, Rico Beard, we'll be back next week, and hopefully I can answer your question of whether Michigan State's a tournament team, Evan. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where owning pays all your closing costs, and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice escrow and title services. Call 833-858-80066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact, on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.